Hello and welcome back to the Marvellous Cinema Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matthew. And I'm your co-host, Henry. And this week we are back to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And all the news and all the rumours, all the speculation, and we're going to try and muddle our way through it. Yeah, and why we're panicked a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a rocky journey. Yeah. Um, and only made rockier by the fact that we've had no official news. Yep. But before we get into that, I'd just like to gently nudge you in the direction of our social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Instagram at the Marvelous Cinema Podcast, where um, we do reviews and just say things, general things, general <laughs> thoughts, reactions to bits of news. And we're also on Twitter at Cinema Marvelous, where the, the same thing happens. We just the other person runs that one. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, if you want to go and talk to us, that's the way to do it. Yeah, We're more than welcome to, to talk to you. As long as you're not going to insult us, in which case we'd, we'd rather not. We'd rather not. But, not on a Sunday. Brought <laughs> <laughs> the balls in your court. <laughs> um, so yeah, this week's topic. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. I've, I've done my notes. I've written a few things down, a few thoughts, a few... Yeah few things that have happened along the timeline, mm-hmm. and I I just don't know where to begin. What's the, what's the focal point that we should converge around? Yeah, I mean, do you want to get started with, like, I guess, your general opinion on Tom Holland, kind of his films, I guess, as the character? Okay, okay, we can start with that. Um, yeah. I really, I really enjoy them. I like this version of Spider-Man. Mm. I... I think Tom Holland brings a lot to it. He's different enough from the previous two versions. While for me, he does also have that core aspect that makes him Spider-Man. And there are differences that have happened and have made me go, okay then, <laughs> we move on. Yeah. Um, but I think that, I think on the whole, I think he might be my favourite Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um it's still very, very much up in the air because I do, at the least, really like all three versions that we've had. Yeah. There isn't one that I have disliked, mm-hmm. um, all for varying different reasons. I, yeah, I just really, really enjoy this version of Spider-Man. I think it fits seamlessly within to the MCU. And I like, like I said, there are, there are some differences which... You know, I can I can live with, but aren't my aren't my favourites. But there are a lot of changes from the previous versions that I have absolutely loved. Mm, yeah, I I one of, one of the things that I'm, I'll mention when we do the reviews, which we're doing on Instagram. Plug plug plug. <laughs> um, one of the things I mentioned on there is that one thing I really appreciate the MCU did is that they didn't necessarily do the origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's something we all know. It's like Batman's parents getting shot in the alleyway. <laughs> we, we we all know it. It's even in uh, Joker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Spider-Man's origins even in Joker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so yeah, I, I really appreciate that. And there are a lot of moments from the Spider-Man which are honestly top tier comic book things for me. There's the monologue that he sort of gives to Tony Stark in Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, which after watching The Amazing Spider-Man is pretty much identical to one that Uncle Ben gives. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and the the sort of in Homecoming you have yeah an absolutely great car scene with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um, but as well, you have sort of that visual which is taken straight from a comic book of him lifting the rubble. Yeah. Which for me is um, it's one of the the top Spider-Man single images from mm-hmm. the Spider-Man films, um, and then of course there's Far From Home, which has things in it which a lot of people dislike, but I really enjoy that film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that sort of brings us to where I am on it. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> um, well, my feelings are quite complicated because um, it has been a journey of weird kind of opinions that I've had where it's went from like when the film when Spider-Man Homecoming came out in 2017 I think it was like Mm -hmm. a I loved the film like it was literally everything I've wanted since Spider-Man 2 in my like what my opinion was back then Um, and then since then I think it's been I guess less so that film Homecoming but more so the films around him, like the films around that film with that character in them that made me kind of go maybe I don't love that film as much as I thought I did and as mm-hmm. I've kind of gone back to it in like an MCU rewatch or whatever maybe it's kind of been it's been kind of an odd thing where for I do enjoy it I do enjoy Homecoming and I do like it um, and I think it's a solid good like movie I think it's doesn't really have a a bad scene within it or a bad a fundamentally like bad like a bad idea within it I don't think um but I just kind of it's really just become not for me if that like makes mm-hmm. sense um, yeah because I think everyone mentioned it in my review a uh, plug there for the review which is like it kind of just feels like I have no issue people loving this this version I have no issue with me like myself liking it but it's just not what I want from the character um this sort of high school comedy, not even the high school part, just like the comedy part and the the kind of the wacky hijinks and how every character feels, to me at least, kind of like an adult's understanding of what being a teenager is. Um, mm. Of like just wacky hijinks and people that... Yeah, and it's kind of... I think for me the big thing I'm waiting for is a full-on Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Um, mm. So I don't know if you'd agree, but... Would you say that like the film, like the two films we got from him, are kind of don't feel like he's out of the box yet? If that makes sense, he's. He, yeah, I think. Yeah, you, you have the ties to the MCU, which are in every film, but I think, given how big Spider-Man is outside of that, mm-hmm. like for a lot of the heroes in the MCU, the general public knowledge is because of their role in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for, for most people who haven't read the comics, the only time they've seen Ant Man is in the MCU, played by Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. and that's the same for a lot of the characters in the MCU. And there are a lot of big characters there, but Spider Man seems to be one that is—it's Spider Man. Everyone knows him from the Raimi trilogy. Everyone knows him from the Garfield uh, web films, mm-hmm. and now he's been put into the MCU. So I think he there's that idea that. There, you notice it more. I think. Yeah. You I notice so. the ties more. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I, I I enjoy that because it's something that hasn't been there before. Mm-hmm. But I completely understand how it's frustrating that this big character, who, for a lot of people, on his own, 
with a cornerstone of their childhood. Yeah, yeah. And they would. I, I can see why they wouldn't want Spider-Man to be. To be sort of. I don't know how to word it. Sort of. Complicated by the MCU. It, yeah, I think. And certain things that are. There's the fact that it has to be balanced. There's the mm-hmm. conflict there between progressing the MCU and progressing Spider-Man, which is in all the MCU films. It's mm-hmm. just, it's more noticeable for Spider-Man. Yeah, and I think it's it's a weird thing why, I, I guess to me, when I look at these films, it feels more like the films that use Peter Parker to tell us more about the MCU sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think in particular with Far From Home, um, it felt more like an epilogue to Endgame than just mm. a Spider-Man film. And I think it's, to me at least, kind of a shame that... Because I would say that in this podcast right now, I am the more negative one <laughs> on this <laughs> this um, iteration. But mm. there are definitely... To me, I think it just feels like either Sony or Marvel, whoever it may be, I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> um, it feels like they're thinking that the story of the Peter Potter character isn't enough to handle one like a film and it has to be the story of the MCU now which mm. to me is just being a bit it's just a bit annoying to me and I think the biggest issue I have with these new films is the fact that I just don't feel like I can not connect but like not I'm not really invested in the the character of Ned for example or mm. even the the Flash like the bully or even MJ, who is, I generally think, if handled well from now on, like could be really interesting and really kind of uh, independently interesting outside of the character Peter. But I just think so far that all they've done for these characters so far is just kind of make these kind of high school comedy archetypes of the bully and the nerd and the best friend kid and the, the girl he has a crush on and they haven't really done much with that. Um, it's mm. just kind of been... They're just kind of there to make sure that you know that this is a high school movie and not just a superhero movie. Um, yeah. And I just, yeah, I think this so far, I'm not the biggest fan of that. And I think we both agree, I think, that going forward, it's not helpful to make a Spider-Verse movie. <laughs> um, would you agree with that? <laughs> I think I, I, I would. I think it's... It's such an odd time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it wasn't for one thing, I'd even completely doubt they were doing it, even now. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I'm sort of... The only reason I'm sort of thinking, yeah, they're probably going to do it, is because at this point I just feel like we know Sony so well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. And I don't think there's a single person who's sort of familiar with uh, Sony's handling of Spider-Man that can't imagine the scenario of Kevin Feige and the Marvel team going to the meeting with, with Amy Pascal and the Sony people. And they're going going in to discuss this Spider-Man film. And as Kevin Feige even said, I part of my research, I, I found this, Kevin Feige wants to explore sort of the, the idea of uh, Peter's identity being revealed and what that means to him. I can just imagine them going in, wanting to talk about that, and then all of a sudden the Sony just pop up. So we're in spite of us. Because <laughs> yeah. money. Yeah, we made an animated film. It went well. We can do a live action. <laughs> yeah, because we have, we have to do live action. We have to do it now. Yeah, and we have to get it all in. And if I was Kevin Feige, and I was hearing that, I would just 
despair. Yeah. Because it's the same mistake from Sony again. With, the the, with a different Spider-Man frame. <laughs> it's just... It's just painful. Yeah, it's it's too much and it's too soon and it's... It's almost this. I've in sense of disbelief that if that is the case, because obviously I, I'm not, I wasn't there. I don't know if it is. Mm-hmm. This could be a decision that they all came to amic- amicably, but it just seems so so Sony. It does, yeah. <laughs> but what at the same time, just a sense of disbelief that if they are doing what they did with the Amazing Spider-Man Two and Spider-Man Three, it's just so. How? <laughs> yeah. How, How could you be here again? <laughs> yeah, it just feels like... I mean, like, you think about the MCU, for example, and, like, Kevin and the, the actual producers, they had their growing pains of, like, Iron Man 2 and Incredible Hulk and stuff like that, and Ace of Ultron, mm-hmm. for example, whereas, like, there's too much going on and too much setups. But they outgrew that, for the most part, mm. and, like, they have gotten past that, and it's... They've they realized... It. Yeah, yeah, they've realised completely that we can't just make a film that's doing a story and then within that story tell a different story because it just it feels like it's you know right for the fans or whatever it might be um but yeah i think it's it does feel like a sony move to say the next film is going to be the third film is going to be the spider but spider verse film with Tobey Maguire and andrew garfield mm. and the thing is i'm sure that if a trailer comes out and it is that and the movie comes out in december like it's meant to and I am positive, like almost entirely positive, that it's probably going to be at least like the highest grossing Spider-Man film this like so far. Mm-hmm. Like they are probably right on the money side that that will probably be a good idea for marketing and hype and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the story right now, it just for me, like as a person who isn't the biggest fan of this iteration so far, I'm waiting for that kind of Prisoner of Azkaban moment for the franchise. Um, because they've always kind of talked about this new iteration as kind of the Harry Potter kind of we're going to watch them age up with the role um, mm-hmm. and go every year in high school to college and then go from that and I think that's just an interesting idea but so far I'm kind of I feel kind of like we're still in the you know the first two movies of Harry Potter and I'm waiting for the kind of jump of quality with the third one and I yeah. I really even though it's John Watts coming back and all that and all the same writer same writers I think I was still kind of thinking maybe the third one, because we're out the we're out of the phase three, we're out of Endgame, Tony Stark, and all that. I was thinking, oh, maybe this time it's just going to be a Spider-Man story, and it's going to be about these characters, and it's, it's just going to be that. Um, and I was very mm-hmm. excited, even though even though I like didn't have like that much of a reason to from the from my opinion from the last film, but it just felt that the third film was going in the direction I was wanted to go into, and then one day. I think it was like Jamie, Jamie Fox <laughs> put on his Instagram story something about the multiverse. I was like, why? Why? What, is it, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then since yeah. then, it's just been. I think. I don't know who it was that got caught with saying this, but it's the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a situation that has drastically escalated from one, from one way, because I've, like I said, I've got the notes down. The Hollywood Reporter reported that Jamie Foxx was returning for as Electro to Spider-Man 3. At the time, what was Spider-Man 3? Yeah. Um, and then everyone was like, oh, oh, 
Okay, so are they doing a JJ and Jameson thing where they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna re uh, bring bring the same actor in to play a different version of the character, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you have this weird post on Instagram of the three Spider Men in like a Spider Verse thing, and that just sort of triggered it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Even though one of the most interesting things that I still don't understand is that in the caption of the photo. Jamie Foxx said that he wouldn't be blue. He did say, yeah, he did say that, didn't he? So I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. I don't know what how to put it, but it's. Yeah, and then then sort of the same same publication, the Hollywood Reporter, then came out with that Doctor Strange would be in it, like fulfilling like a mentor role. Mm-hmm. Um, and. At this point, I mean, it hasn't been confirmed. There was no mention of this from Benedict Cumberbatch. He, he did post some random image of Instagram. Um, and so if it wasn't for the fact that this is Hollywood Report, I'd probably bat it away. But yeah. publications like Hollywood Report and Variety, they genuinely wouldn't stick their neck out like this if they weren't 100% sure. Yeah. Um, like we, we, I saw a lot of a lot of claims from other publications which are, as we say, less reputable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think that they, they'd come out and say this if it wasn't, wasn't some truth to it. And from there it's just all snowballed and <laughs> we're in a situation where some people are fully expecting Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire to show up and Charlie Cox is Daredevil and all the Sinister Six even though the only things that have actually been confirmed, or 90% confirmed, are Jamie Foxx, Bird Cumberbatch and Alfred Molina. Yeah. And part of me, a lot of, sort of my feeling towards this is made up of a little sense of dread at how people are going to react if Tabor Maguire and Andrew Garfield aren't in this film. And for the record, I'm going to say this on the record, I don't think they will be. Oh, okay. I, I don't think Andrew Garfield or Tobin Maguire will be in this. Just the villains? I think... I At this point, all I'm willing to fully believe is that it'll be Electro and Doc Ock. Yeah, okay. Um, until a major publication on Marvel comes out and says that the others are in there, that's, that's the only when I'm going to believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people will, will hate me for that because there's a lot going around on Instagram and Twitter at the moment where if you say you don't you don't believe the Spider-Verse thing you get you get destroyed <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> um, but I'm not I'm not counting any chickens yet mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure it out with what we're given and trying to figure out exactly how this would work mm-hmm. because honestly I don't understand <laughs> part of that is saved by the fact that I trust Marvel mm-hmm. and some other little little niggly things are making me think well maybe Marvel do know what they're doing here yeah. maybe it's not entirely Sony blundering in trying to ruin the party Yeah. I do have uh, there's a good part of me that's thinking maybe this is part of a plan <laughs> <laughs> maybe they do actually know what they're doing yeah um yeah, it's, well, it's, it's big, so difficult to understand. Yeah, and a big theory that I heard, I don't know when, but it was like a big theory where, because there was that time period for a very kind of, I think it was like one week maybe, where 
uh, Sony were going to take back the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a rumour that the reason that they didn't actually do that deal in the end, like bring them back, um, because the new deal was the Spider-Verse movie. And mm. Sony probably, you know, saw money signs of that. And it kind of, I think, probably forced Ken Feige to do that, maybe. If that's, mm. Again, it's all speculation, but... Yeah, and yeah, we don't have any, any inside knowledge. It's speculation, but it's just... It's something I think a lot of people can see happening. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, you can see it happening, and Sony have made mistakes. <laughs> and and um, continue to some degree with how they've handled their collection of Spider-Man villain films. Which they're still trying to do, and the and again, well, I, I I literally forgot until this exact moment, but the trailer for Morbius did come out, the Morbius movie or Jet a little, mm-hmm. um, and that trailer did end with uh, Michael Keaton as probably the Vulture, and what does that mean? We, we do not know. Um, there's also, for some reason, there was a Spider-Man PS4 of the Raimi suit in the background. Um, Again, what is happening? Does Sony even know that's when that's from the game? We, I don't know. Um, it just, yeah, this movie, these, these, well, whatever Sony's doing in their Venoms, the Venom, and their Morbius and the Craven, I think, is one. Of them. Mm-hmm. Oh God, um, there's that as well. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's it just all sounds ridiculous, and it all sounds just. It sounds like the more studio, kind of greedy thing ever of like they it feels like they have like a hat in the middle of the room and they've all put in name cards of the different IPs that they have and every once in a while they put their hands in pick one out and go Craven we have Craven what do we want to do with Craven a Craven movie okay a Craven movie like why why because you own it just put it in a uh, never mind <laughs> it's just annoying and I think I want to talk about a direct quote from Alfred Molina it's mm-hmm. kind of funny um, Alfred Molina, the actor for Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire, um, is quoted as saying this in an interview, and I find it hilarious. Um, when we were shooting it, we were all under orders not to talk about it, because it's supposed to be some great big secret. But, you know, it's all over the internet. <laughs> I actually describe myself as the worst kept secret in Hollywood. So, you know, I think that's almost pretty much 100% confirmed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... And I think to go on to a different topic of kind of how do you feel about if we're taking characters from multiverse and kind of just put them in, in the middle of the Tom Holland movie, how do you feel about that affecting, you know, the arcs of the characters? And I think especially with Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, where mm. he ends his story by a self-sacrifice, you know, which he's not the monster, he's the hero of the, of the kind of story. Mm-hmm. And now supposedly you'd assume he's coming into this multiverse story and he just wants to kill peter parker for some reason um, mm. i don't know i now the more, the more i've been thinking about this this morning the more i've sort of tried to figure it in a way that i think could work mm-hmm. because i think i do think it could work mm-hmm. i think there are because we don't know how much Doc Ock's going to be in this. That's know. one thing. Yeah. It's it's difficult to tell with any of these characters, and how long the film's going to be. 
because to get everything in I'm thinking this film has to be at least two and a half hours <laughs> um, but there are ways I think because in that same interview I think you're ta- you were talking about Alfred Millian did say that it's picking up exactly directly from where we left Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2 mm. where he's yeah. in the river and he's he's made a sacrifice yeah. and I completely get concerns over his arc because he's one of the best villain arcs in any comic book film um, and it's it's just so difficult to, to gauge because I think I think he could be brought back and not be a villain yeah that could happen yeah I can, in my mind, the best way to do that would be to have him back and have him help this version of Peter Parker. Maybe because that would kind of it would kind of fit with his art. It would. Yeah. He's made his self sacrifice, and he's you know he's changed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you could have another way. I think you could maybe have it work and have him be on the villain's side. Because one of the major problems you'd have with this is you have a load of you introduce a load of villains. Mm-hmm. from the various Spider-Man films who have absolutely nothing to do with this Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, there is absolutely no reason for them to go after this person. Yeah. So my logic is maybe that because of some multiverse shenanigans, the all the villains have been pulled into the MCU and they're trying to get back. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're trying to do it the wrong way so Doctor Strange and Spider-Man have to stop them or something like that mm-hmm. that to me seems like the only logical reason why they, they'd come into conflict Yeah. because I don't know about you but if I was plucked from my reality and put into another one <laughs> and if I saw, I don't know, some kid who bullied me in school down the street my first reaction would not be to go, I'm going to beat him up my reaction <laughs> would be Holy shit! Where am I? I've got to go home. <laughs> um, and the title, and Norway given, Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, given what Doc Ock is in the the those Reigns films, you know, he's a scientist. He created a, a star. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, or, or, or so like a son. I think there's ways in which if he was to end up in the MCU, there are ways they could work together. Mm-hmm to fix things and it could very much follow on from that he's made his sacrifice but somehow he's still alive and also it would be kind of great to see Toy Maguire if he is back imagine Toy Maguire and a resurrected Doc Ock kind of being a friend again mm, yeah it would it's, 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 a, it's a nice dynamic yeah. and it's for me there's something there that maybe could be done if this is the route we're going down yeah but to certainly, to have him come back and just be all villainous again, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. There has to be some follow-on from his arc. I think it makes sense to a certain degree with characters like Electro. He was, mm. again, not to like get into a review of Ms. Batman 2, but that's a movie where he is a distraction. <laughs> um, mm. He is literally a cartoon character who has eating up screen time and at the end he is killed off with so little remorse um, that it's almost funny <laughs> um, so I can imagine him coming back and him being a villain again but it's just mm. characters like 
imagine if it's like Sandman, for example, especially where the Sandman comes back by Thomas Hayden Church in Spider-Man Three. He <laughs> ends by choosing to not be a villain and literally goes away to save his daughter. Um, mm. It's just a confusing idea to be like he's back in a different universe with different Peter Parker, and he wants to kill him because they're in the universe together now. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Sandman is another good example of that. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. And it makes even less sense because the way somebody's throwing out that. You could have Rhino and Lizard from the Amazing Spider-Man films, mm-hmm. which I mean, <laughs> they didn't even have a connection with their Spider-Man. <laughs> so, yeah. why yeah. they'd have a connection with this one, I don't know. Unless there's, unless you know, you are going to bring back Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and then be with this Tom Holland Spider-Man. In which case, fair enough. There maybe is a reason why there'd be conflict there. Yeah. But even in that scenario, even if you have Tobey Maguire, the Spider-Man that Sandman and Doc Ock know, Doc Ock and Sandman are cool with him. They're <laughs> mates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doc Ock you know, sacrificed himself to save Peter in the whole of New York. And one of the best scenes in Spider-Man 3 is Sandman being like, oh, cool, you've forgiven me. <laughs> yeah. We're cool. I'm just gonna, gonna disappear now. Okay. And it, yeah, it's. Uh... I, I just kind of, I think the one kind of uh, bright spot of like, what this gives me a bit of hope is the fact that we have seen the Spider Verse movie work before. Mm, we have, like, yes, we have. Imagine if this was the first attempt at Spider Verse and it was whatever this film is meant to be. <laughs> it would be quite mm. worrying, but the fact that we have seen. Uh, you know, the animated film give us not only like a new main character but like many new main characters um, mm-hmm. and set up a really compelling movie throughout that and give, using the main character and all those little, like all those kind of other spider people, friends like the same sort of arc and that's one, it's very you know, it's kind of one of the a great film because of the fact that it seems so complicated, but it's actually really simple, that film. Um, mm-hmm. It's a multiverse movie of exploding and people are dying and you got like trick mentors and you have uh, an old man, Peter Parker, who's like really just down on the dumps and you got Spider-Gwen and all that sort of thing. You got you got mm-hmm. a Spider-Pig as well. Um, and that movie, for all of that kind of, on paper, you would, you would read that, not the script, but like you would read the idea of that movie, I think, this this is too much, um, and it's in that actual movie is not at all. Um, so it, it definitely could work, and I don't think it's impossible for it not to. And I don't think it's even possible that this could be the first full-on great, like at least to me, like great about Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, um, mm-hmm. where Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield or Doc Ock or whatever it might just be mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, will be really interesting. I just, yeah, it's kind of it's not impossible, and it's not that it's like it's I, not impossible. It's like it, it's almost kind of like a use big metaphor. Here. <laughs> it's almost kind of like a big jigsaw. Mm-hmm. In that you know it could work. You've got all the pieces in front of you. There's no instructions. You know it could work. You know that it's going to look pretty great if it did work. Mm-hmm. 
But you're looking at all the pieces and thinking, I don't think this matches. <laughs> this is the like, box. Or, or, I don't know, it's like, it's like trying to build a Lego thing without the instructions. You're looking at the pieces thinking, I, I, I think these fit together. Yeah. I know the end goal, I just goal, don't but... know, I don't know how they can be put together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's like one of those things where it does feel like it has to be at least two and a half hours long. Um, mm. And it, I don't think we're get Especially that. if you're doing the court thing. Yeah, yeah, because it's even like before. I think even the rumors of that it was, it was like, uh, Daredevil's going to come in and there's going to be like a courtroom drama kind of thing going on about mm. his um, public identity, and it's kind of, it's crazy that it could also be that at the same time. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, I just got a little quote here from Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. um, who I think he got asked about it and he kind of went into a big kind of ramble about how people keep on asking him this and he has no idea what it's, what it's about and all that. He, he apparently has Twitter and he keeps on seeing it. He has no idea and he kept on repeating, I did not get a call. Um, and instantly I was like, okay, that's fair enough. I'll, I'll believe him. And I go on Twitter and everyone's like, what an amazing actor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, to be fair, he's an actor. So who knows? Um, yeah. I mean, I think it, I think it is entirely possible, but I just don't want to get hopes up. You know, I don't want to have a one division situation. <laughs> yeah. Because um, that's sort of my worst fear. Because if it doesn't pan out that all these things are happening, I can see all these people turning around and, and adding more fuel to the fire of anti MCU Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Everyone hating MCU Spider Man for for what seems to be no reason when in fact the people they should be here hating are the people that told them that they'd be in there which are not Marvel yeah not really um, so far there's been no there's, official there's, there's, there's Marvel one announcement about yeah um, and one thing that I, I, I sort of read from the last things I was doing is that um, a, a collider journalist called Jeff Snyder who has, who has a podcast and he said recently on that podcast that in this film we're going to see Willem Dafoe return as Green Goblin mm-hmm. and have him be the leader of the Sinister Six. Yeah. Uh, Sinister Six that comp- composed of him, Electro, Doc Ock and potentially Sandman, Rhino and Lizard. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to insult this man. <laughs> but if you've said that on your, on your podcast, it's probably not a good reflection that you're... The paper you worked for, Collider, hasn't actually written a story on it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the kind the, this story has been picked. I just checked like a few of them, a few of the ones I recognise. The kind of the things that picked this up as news are um, the CBR, Daily Express, and Lad Bible. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the kind of thing that leaves me fifty-fifty in that. These people are going to report this because they want people to look at their articles. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and as well, this 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 comes kind of pissing me off. Not pissing <laughs> me off, but so based after this news, Grace Randolph, who I'm sure people are aware of, I'm aware of her, has <laughs> said in a tweet that she that this is completely true, and the no 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 way home situation is pretty pretty complicated because. Apparently, she knows all the setup of the film. Apparently, as yes. well as the, as well she as the third act, the entire third act, she apparently knows. 
<laughs> then she says she won't reveal it to avoid spoiling it for audiences. Now, I think that's complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't care. If you know, you're going to tell people. Absolutely. She's telling someone. <laughs> you don't You don't work as like this kind of leak journalist. If you... You, you, you don't... It's your bread and butter. If you knew, that's a, that's a payday for you. Mm-hmm. I quite simply don't believe that she knows that. I, yeah, I think she's... Um, unfortunately, she's quite... I've heard of her quite a lot, and she seems to be one of the people that just kind of says big things. Um, mm-hmm. And every once in a while, she is right. Don't get me wrong, but like, I, I can only imagine that she's only right because it's the chances of, like, if we say... <laughs> Tori McGrath's going to die in Norway home. We're probably at least, you know, batting an average of, you know, a good average there of, like, it could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does happen. People will go, oh, how did you know? Um, and you can just say some bullshit about, oh, we had an inside knowledge person. <laughs> um, and it's just, yeah, it just kind of... And also, I think the one thing we have got confirmed I am looking forward to, at least as an idea, is Tom Holland's quote. I don't have it with me, um, but it is like from a while ago, I think. I think before the rumors of a Spider Verse of him saying that we filmed the most like impressive, um, I don't know, like action sequence in a superhero film, uh, like this week when they re-recorded it. Um, mm. And I found that quite. I mean, too fair though. It is Tom Holland. He just get excited a lot. <laughs> but, but, but I do kind of, I do trust that idea that. Maybe there is going to be some sort of amazingly like big, kind of third act to this film, um, mm. and I kind of, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool at least. Um, so then, sort of round off this trilogy. Yeah, um, and I am, um, yeah. I guess it is a trilogy now, um, and I think. Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to, I guess, looking far into the future now? Are you looking forward to? after this film um, <laughs> and once this film is out and we are outside of I'm pretty sure we're outside of the John Watts directed movies now because he's directing Fantastic yeah we will Four, be because John Watts is moving on to do um, sorry Fantastic, uh, Fantastic Four yeah he's, he's moving on to do Fantastic Four so I imagine that there will be a different team that obviously it's only Marvel yeah but or at least I hope <laughs> <laughs> we still we never know but yeah, I'm quite um, looking forward to after this movie a potentially new direction by a different director um, mm. and it's also crazy and I can't you know, it's weird that we haven't mentioned this yet but Sam Raimi is in the MCU now he is a part of the creative team now mm, um, yeah, like they said um, I know that they, they said in interviews I can't remember who it was I think it was the, the guy that directed the WandaVision episodes Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think John Watts, Sam Raimi, and Mike Michael Waldron, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Guys writing Loki and uh, Doctor Strange. They said that they worked together on the, these this set of films. Right. <laughs> Which, yeah, it gives hope, doesn't it? Yeah. You you you'd I like to, you you'd know. like you'd like to think that. It's just, yeah, it's one of those things where even, you know, I don't know how wise is my um, anecdote for this, but like, you know, when you think of like George Lucas on a set of episode seven, you kind of trust it more. 
Mm. It's one of those things where, oh, the, pe- the person that actually made this thing for the most part is on there and giving his approval. Um, yeah. The idea of Sam Raimi being there and him giving the approval of using Doc Ock in whatever way they are or whatever it might be is, at the very least, kind of... It gives a little bit of hope to the whole thing of someone who you would imagine is pretty in- invested in that character and that universe um, is giving approval mm-hmm. to a new handling of it. It does help. Um, but it doesn't mean um, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. It's ultimately, even if he did protest, Sony, yeah, they're going to plow on anyway. Mm-hmm. Big big Kev told them not to do the, the hallway scene, the big vault scene Amazing Spider-Man 2. They did yeah. it anyway. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, also, it, it just hit me. I think Douglas Stock to Strange 2 releases next year, doesn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. That'll, wouldn't that be 20 years after Spider-Man? It, yeah, it would be, yeah. <laughs> isn't it 2002? 2002, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, god damn it. And Sam Raimi's having a really weird career of just like producing things in between movies. He just mm. produces anything he wants to. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, such a. I admire it, you know. Yeah. I'd have won that career. He's went from uh, directing like the biggest blockbusters of his decade to just producing any film that deserves it to him, like, you know, like. That's just nice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even before that, you know, he started, he started just making film a film with his mates in a shed. <laughs> yeah, and it and it literally become has become one of the most popular horror films. Mm-hmm. And from that, like his career went to, I only trust one man. <laughs> this is with this character, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy, the teenager who made a horror film in the woods. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a mad career um, and one that. I just respect so much. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for, for other things. Um, one thing that I, I found really interesting, I think I saw it, I can't remember where I saw it, but one sort of major indicator, I think, for for how this is, is going to go and what kind, of, what kind of stuff we're going to see when we see a trailer mm-hmm. is that I think it's... I think it's likely that they might wait until after Loki. Mm, okay. Which, if they do that, the longer this goes on, the way because people are people are getting uh, desperate for this trailer. People are getting angry. <laughs> um, and it, it's not helped that the the No Way Home Twitter account kind of trolls. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that the longer this goes on, the more this is going to build into this in that. For a long time, it was the theory that something would happen in WandaVision to trigger the multiverse thing, the multiverse crisis. But I think after the first episode of Loki, it's looking highly likely that event is going to happen in Loki instead. Yeah. Which, again, the longer the wait goes on for this trailer, and if the trailer does come, come after Loki finishes, it sort of gives a new lens to this. Because... Yeah. If they if they are waiting, it means that something that happens in Loki triggers the multiverse shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, then Marvel have kind of planned this. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Because you know, 
it, 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 yeah, it's too much of a big thing for it, for it to just have been solely maybe Sony's idea. I mean, I do, I do think Sony have pushed this. Yeah, I think you know, nowhere. It's like nowhere around the idea that they, at the very least, said there was some sort of meeting and Kevin mm-hmm. or whoever said we are hoping to do multiverse, Spider Verse thing soon. And I can't not help but imagine someone at Sony going, "How about we do that sooner?" <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I think definitely. Yeah. But it sort of it gives me hope that they have this in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I think I would say if we are getting a multi Spider Verse film for Spider Man Three, the trailer probably won't come until Loki finishes. Yeah, it's true. Which is like July time probably. Me, yeah, mid July, maybe six weeks, isn't it? Six yeah. episodes. So, yeah, but mid July. I think one thing that does worry me about the whole like idea of Sony pushing this is I do remember a quote from a while ago in an interview where Kevin was like, and I was very happy about it, I never been very happy about it uh, before it was rumor stuff. Um, mm. Where I think Kevin was like, yeah, the next Spider Man film with John Watch and uh, Tom Holland. Is going to be very much a Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man movie and not Iron Man kind of the legacy of that kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's going to be the first full-on kind of it's just him and his characters. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember that quote very well because I was very happy about that. And mm-hmm. then this, you know, all the Instagram posts and all the interview quotes, um, and apparently it's the worst kept secret in Hollywood. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's. I'm wondering if Kevin generally thinks that this new movie, being a multiverse movie, is um, a Tom Holland-centric movie anyway, um, which it could be, you never know. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, just... I, I, I seem to remember a similar quote where he talks about how, how pleased he is that they're getting to do like an identity thing, mm-hmm. Yeah, his identity and identity being revealed, which offers me hope that there is a story in there. Yeah. And I think I think one thing that's kind of different from the Into the Spider-Verse movie, the animated one, um, is there wasn't really that much of an expectation of who's coming back in that one. It was more or less new characters and new voice actors and Spider-Ham and Peter B. Barker and all that. Um, so I think it's weird that this one has a lot more pressure on it because as scared as I am, and as like you know, I want to be wrong and say you know, come back and be like this movie was amazing. Um, I do have a lot of like worry and at the same time as excitement of seeing Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man again, because I mean that is literally like I imagine the equivalent would be like seeing Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker after 20 years. Like yeah. it is that sort of level to me at least of like a character you love and an actor you think nailed it coming back and just being a different person but still the same person you'd hope at least mm-hmm. um, and I think the same thing at Andrew Garfield where I'm just kind of wondering can this movie satisfy anyone like completely <laughs> um, similar, I mean the same thing with like sequel trilogy I guess of like can this movie franchise that's been in the running for like 40 years actually be satisfying to everyone and we found mm. out with the sequel trilogy that it's never going to be satisfying to everyone. Um, no. So I can only imagine the the controversy of any little choice they make with this movie, um, with any of those old characters. Um, 
which I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I think I'm kind of dreading the fan reaction. I say fan. Mm-hmm. The social media idiot reaction. Yeah, yeah. To even the slightest thing being out of place. Mm-hmm. Because if they... <laughs> I could just imagine them... You know, that they they bring Tobey Maguire back and they do like a Luke Skywalker Last Jedi thing. Mm-hmm. Where he's living a hermit life or something. <laughs> and living just on a seeing, Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, just... Which I, I wouldn't mind because as, as long as they're trying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as they've got a trying to make a good story and they're not just doing the, oh, Spider-Verse dollar signs. Yeah, it, it would be more disingenuous to me and less natural if Toby and, and Andrew came back and were just the exact same. Mm. It, that would be more concerning for me. <laughs> yeah, they have to, you know, as long as there's something different. And like you said, I mean, we, we've said all this, we've expressed our concerns a lot. Mm-hmm. But if the trailer was to come out and there'd be a shot of maybe all three of them together, mm-hmm. I would probably be... I'm, I would be hitting the ceiling. Uh, same, yeah, I would be too. <laughs> because I was I was the same sort of with, with The Mandalorian where you have the tease that a Jedi's coming and people were saying, is it going to be Luke Skywalker? And I was sort of thinking... But would that work? Mm-hmm. Is that going to work? And then it happened, and I was, I was on a high for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was bouncing off the walls. Yeah. I was, I was nearly sobbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I maybe it would happen. I'd see all three of them together, and I would be over the moon. Yeah. You know, you you, you you don't know. It's more, it's more the weight that's the worst part because. It's the not knowing what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes it does happen where you may be sceptical about an idea and then actually seeing it happen, you think, holy shit, they've actually done it well. Yeah. And it's... that's the thing. That's, that's the, that, and that, that's, sort of, that's sort of the back of my mind with this. Because mm. Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios have built a 23-film franchise. <laughs> yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah, by now they have a plan. <laughs> yeah, the only variable in that is that Sony are involved. Yeah. But I still trust Marvel. I, I still trust them to get told that that... I, I can imagine, you know, Marvel getting told they have, they have to do a Sony idea, which could very much mm. be the multiverse. I can still imagine them going from that and going, well, it's not what we wanted, but what can we do with that? And I can imagine them doing something mm. pretty good. Um, but it's just the fact that they have to do it that I just mm. don't like. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's a complicated thing of bringing back old things at the same time as making a new thing. Um, and uh, I'm tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What a world, eh? Yeah. Do you have any like other articles that you've got to sort of nitpick? <laughs> uh, let me have a look. I had a few up my head. I had one about Matt Murdock. I was looking at that. The Willem Dafoe thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just had the Benedict Cumberbatch and the Jamie Foxx stories. Yeah. Um, Matt Murdock's uh, so unusual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that 
it's one of these big things that people probably really want to see. Mm-hmm. For 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 maybe even the same level of excitement as some people have for for Tabor Maguire and Andrew Garfield. But it's one that just sort of doesn't fit with any, any of the other rumours. It it just yeah it feels out of place. Hmm. I mean it it feels out of place, but also it kind of feels plausible if they are going to go down the hole. He needs a lawyer. Who's he going to call? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it would be to have the Spider Verse going on. You have all that fan service there. It might feel a little bit contrived to also just, he happens to hire Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. And which on on its own, I think it's fine. I you know I'm not I'm not a big one for criticising coincidences like that, especially in superhero films. You know. Just as far as I'm concerned, it wouldn't be a problem for me. But to have that happen alongside Toby coming back, Andrew coming back, yeah. Alpha Million coming back, yeah, it would feel overloaded. Yeah, and it feels kind of. I just, again, we keep on saying it, but I can't imagine this film being any less than three hours. Like, mm. if oh, it no. is, if it is Daredevil and it is Toy Maguire, it's Andrew Garfield, it's Doc Ock, and it's Electro, and it's all these different pieces in the movie, and at the same time, remember like a Tom Holland movie about him and MJ mm. and Ned. Like, how are you doing all this at once? And at what point do we go from a courtroom drama to this multiverse exploding and Andrew Garfield's here? Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand how we go from A to B so quickly. <laughs> mm. And yeah, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's like I said. It's a jigsaw. It's just difficult to see how all the pieces fit together. Mm-hmm. You never know. They could do. It could be great. The thing is, I think we both like agree that we hope that we really hope that we're wrong. Mm. Um, oh yeah, definitely. We want this episode to age really badly. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, we, far, we want this episode to be like when we when, back when we talked about films being released in twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it is, it's amazing that we're going to get Black Widow next month. It's weird, isn't it? It's so weird. So I soon. Mean, I remember thinking, like, oh, yeah, it's the it's the month of the spy movie because we've got Black Widow on No Time to Die. Mm. And then, you know, cut to this year, and it's the month of Black Widow and the <laughs> December of No Time to Die. <laughs> um, it's weird. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. I kind of, yeah, I hope that we're wrong, and I hope that we're kind of over-exaggerating some of the kind of elements of what's going on. Um, I hope that Sam Raimi being there is a massive like help to them. Um, yeah. And I just, yeah, I think I do trust Kevin and I do trust Marvel and I do trust... I generally, even though I don't love the Tom, the Tom Holland movies, I do mm-hmm. trust the writers to handle it well, at least. Like, kind of yeah. not be overblown. Um, but at the same time, I just... It's just such a a weird place to go for the third movie when your first two movies, at least in my opinion, haven't been about Tom Holland at its fullest potential quite yet. Um, it just feels a bit weird to me. Um, and yeah, yeah. What's your last thoughts on this? <laughs> yeah, my, my last thoughts is I, as I've, as I've said, it it feels it's scary. <laughs> mm-hmm what they could do and how wrong it could go because I think we're all aware of how wrong it could go. I'm just hang- hanging on to the hope 
Uh, I think they're energised by the hope that I trust Marvel and this could it's just as likely to be phenomenal if it does work it's just a case of you see all the individual pieces in front of you and there's so many of them (laughs) so many of them (laughs) Um, it's difficult to see how they all fit together and work but there is a way I am confident that there is a way just whether whether given the unreliable variable that is Sony yeah. Whether you... it'll be an easy road to that. I have like I said, I want this to be brilliant. And I mm. think it can be. It's just, just, just caution in there because I know people have said their 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 things about John Watts. I I like John Watts. I think he's done a good job with these films. Mm. I think he's done a good job of sort of bringing in a kind of almost John Hughesy type feel to these characters and yeah. I know you mentioned that they feel very much like adults have written how they think teenagers think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a very fair criticism, I completely get that. Mm-hmm. But in in sort of in sort of my view of it, I think that kind of adds to another charm, but it's very heightened and it's very sensationalised view of these two teenagers. But I I just kind of really enjoy that and I think it's not the same as like Andrew Garfield's dynamic with with Gwen, with Emma Stone with Gwen. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not the same as or the almost I'm going to say golden age, but almost a very classical relationship between MJ and Peter in the Raimi trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's very different from both of those, but I I just love the chemistry that Zendaya and Tom Holland have, and these character relationships are so different from those that have come before and that's kind of why I enjoy them yeah it, it's a little bit cheesy but it just it's very sweet as well it is and I think I totally yeah. agree that I think the I'd have literally no issue whatsoever with like the cast um, mm. or even like the tone of those movies I think it's completely it's completely fine to me and I think it's I think the actors are potentially have like the potential to be my favorite i have no like no reservations against them it's just the idea that i'm waiting for maybe the, it sounds really really pretentious and naughty and like just being a dickhead <laughs> but i'm just waiting for the moves to kind of grow up um and mm. waiting for that kind of maybe with the movies like outside of john watts or whatever or tom holland has to go to college or university or whatever it might be Maybe that's when the movie start start to become a bit more Tom Holland centric and a bit more not I don't want to say depressing, but like uh, you know a bit more dramatic and a bit more about the the personal dyna- like dynamic between the characters and not so much about the MCU and what does it mean to be the next Iron Man and what does it mean to come back from the blip and what does it mean f- like for like this this young kid in the MCU like I don't mm. I. I think it's a good idea. I just don't think it's it's feasible to keep on doing that narrative more than twice now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very and true. I, and I suppose it is, in a way, it's kind of a good thing that if they are doing a Spider-Verse film, it kind of very much feels like it is going to be all about Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. And see, it would be interesting to see because the actual Enter the Spider-Verse is a lot about seeing that loads of people can be Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man is different things to different people, mm-hmm. and I think that really could translate and become 
a key part of this Spider-Man, this Tom Horn Spider-Man, really kicking on. Really yeah. Growing. It could be. I think it's so ironic as well when you think back to... It might be, it might be like in the days like 2014, but I remember hearing this very well and thinking, that's ridiculous. I think it was mm-hmm. Abby Arad that said this, um, mm-hmm. who is a Sony producer who has made some choices in the past. Um, and he is... He's an odd guy. And someone asked him, do you ever see in the future like... Uh, more than Peter Parker do you ever see like a Miles Morales or whoever it may be uh, and he kind of says something like to the effect of Spider-Man is Peter Parker and there's no other character that can fill those shoes um, and you can't you know it is Peter Parker it's no one else and mm. I think that's such a short-sighted way of going about it and mm. clearly that's proven very true because we have got a Spider-Verse movie and it's done very well with Miles Morales as the main character and it just, it just, it's confusing me because it's, it's so ironic that the, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 has a plot line where it is found out, and I think it's probably my least favorite scene in the actual film, um, where Peter Parker finds out that it's his blood that could only, like, correspond with, like, the spider's DNA thing to make him mm-hmm. Spider-Man and not die from radioactive poisoning. Um, mm-hmm. So it literally means like a genetic sort of predestination fate idea with Spider-Man. It can only be Peter Parker. Um, and to me, that's just ridiculous. And I hate it. <laughs> um, it is, I mean, Spider-Verse, like, not even that, like, 2019, I think it was, like, six years, five years later, um, said the exact opposite thing where you have so many different characters playing the same character essentially um, and it's yeah I think it's time to spread the wings of the franchise and not just be Peter Parker and he's doing you know high school shit <laughs> like do you mm. anything different it's just worrying that it's this different and this big so soon um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree <laughs> I mean it's just a bit scary but it's one that we hope is good. Yeah, I hope it goes well. <laughs> mm. um, is there anything, any final thing you'd like to sort of add? Um, I don't know. Not really. I'm just, like I said before, I'm hoping that we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I really hope we're wrong. Yeah. Um, and what a note to end on. We hope we're wrong. Yep. <laughs> um, would you like me to sort of take us home? Yeah, can do. Uh, so thank you very much for listening we hope you've not been too triggered by my <laughs> heathen ways mm-hmm. uh, of not believing <laughs> <laughs> but uh, seriously we hope you enjoyed we hope you find this an interesting discussion um, if you'd like to join with us you can send us a message on Twitter or Instagram and Instagram is at the at Marvelous Cinema Podcast and Twitter is at Cinema Marvelous we are continuing with our Spider-Man themed reviews Mm-hmm. We've we've just done the Amazing Spider-Man one, and the next one will be the Amazing Spider-Man two. I don't know if we'll go straight from Amazing Spider-Man two to the Holland films, or if we'll go to Spider-Verse then Holland. I think we'll probably do Holland then Spider-Verse. Okay, right, yeah. Um, but, but who knows? Either way, they're coming. <laughs> they're on the way. On Twitter, yeah, on on Twitter and on Instagram. So if you could follow us there, much appreciated. If you could like. Um, follow or even review the, the podcast on your podcast provider of choice that would be a massive help 
and we really appreciate it. And for now, I have been your co-host, Matthew. And I have been your local host, Henry. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.